Recorded live. Jeremiah live Bible study. We use the King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Turn to Psalms 127 as we give glory to God before we start our study. Psalms 127. (laughs) Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Though children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gates. Interesting Psalm 127. And... Basically, it's two things you can take away from this, okay? Except the Lord build the house. You can talk about a physical house, such as a um, a building. You can talk about actually three things. You can talk about building a family and you can talk about building a group of people as in the body of Christ. So let's look at it and see from the perspective of building the body of Christ. And they all apply to this, and it's except the Lord build the house. So except the Lord, meaning the Father, Yahweh, God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus, the same God that we worship that we are to pray to except God Yahweh build the house build the group of believers meaning he's the one that calls them and gets them to become a part of the the group of believers thy labor in vain oh they labor in vain that build it so (laughs) <laughs> you know, all you, all you have to do is look around today at the churches. And they're trying to get people into their churches any which way they can. 
by music, by plays, by bingo, by um, bazaars, and even by food. <laughs> Any way they can, they're trying to get people to come to church. Well, that isn't the Lord building anything, okay? And so, it's in vain, absolutely, because the people that come to your church will most likely be worthless to the kingdom of heaven. And then it continues. And it's in verse 3, it's talking about low children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So the children of the body of Christ, and meaning that you are a shepherd over a group or a shepherd over uh, a family that you are bringing up in the truth of the Bible, what you have is, guess what? A blessing from God. Well, this is all, as long as the Lord is in what you're doing, as long as you're following what God wants you to do, then everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. And of course, that has to do with loving God and following Him. Now, let's go to another group, Jeremiah 44. And Jeremiah tells the the people of Egypt, he had told them that uh, they're in trouble. And you're worshiping other gods. And you went to Egypt when God told you not to go to Egypt. And your punishment is death, destruction, disrespect. And here is their answer. Now, everything that Jeremiah has said so far has been true. (laughs) And it has come true. for these people, and they know it. <laughs> but, but this is the way people are. The ones that don't let God do the building. Verse 15. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> because they married Egyptians. That's what this is letting you know. And all the women that stood by them, so the the men are there and the women are there. Now these aren't Israeli from Israel women, children of Israel. No, these are foreign women. 
a great multitude, even all the people that dwell in the land of Egypt, in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying. <laughs> so, so they're all saying to Jeremiah, all, you see the word all? All the people were when, with one accord. They all told Jeremiah this. As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. No, we're not going to listen to you. Not going to listen to you. Even though they had, you know, told Jeremiah to ask God to tell them what to do, and of course they didn't do what God had told them what to do. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven. That's right, the queen of heaven. We want to burn incense to the queen of heaven. Do you know who the queen of heaven is? The queen of heaven is what Christians do today at Easter. They burn incense. Some Christian churches, denominations, at Easter time, that's the Queen of Heaven, Ishtar. You see, the goddess Ishtar. So the one that <laughs> that Judah was worshiping continues today. The church worships the goddess Ishtar. God didn't tell us to celebrate no Easter, okay? And to pour out drink offerings unto her. So, see, have a celebration. Have a celebration. You're doing that in the name of Ishtar, the goddess. Guess what, Christian? Yeah, you. As we have done, we and our fathers, our kings, and our princes in the cities of Judah... So here we go, you see. They were uh, worshiping the gods, and of course this goddess is Ishtar. And they've been doing it for a long time. They were brought up doing it. That's what they're doing. They're going to continue to do it. They like doing it. They don't care what God says. And in the streets of Jerusalem, for then... uh, had we plenty of vittles. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Yeah? That, you see, Satan blinds people, and he's blinding them. This is what happens, you see. This is the blinding of Satan. He takes truth from you when you don't understand the word of God. Okay, and so this is what's going on. God gave the law, the commands, thou shalt not worship any other gods. And the people were worshiping other gods. And, of course, while they're worshiping other gods, they're living their lives, and everything's going well for them, all right, in their life. The two aren't connected. It's just, that's, God didn't, he gives them a chance, 40 years exactly, actually, Jeremiah came and warned them, stop 
um, worshiping other gods. Stop bringing the law of God. And Jeremiah and other prophets came to them and warned them and said, if you don't, this is what's going to happen, you see. And so what happens is that they didn't listen. God destroyed Jerusalem and Judah as a nation. And they had to run away. And so, you see, the blinding part is what you're seeing right here in this verse. They remember being in Jerusalem, worshiping the gods, living their life normally, because God hadn't punished them yet, even though they were breaking the rules. And they forgot about the pot where Jeremiah had come and told them, because you're worshiping gods, God's going to destroy your city and your nation. Because Satan's allowed to take that out of their mind. So all they do is connect, oh, look, we were worshiping gods back in Jerusalem. All those, all of my life, we were worshiping gods. And everything was great. You see how it works? So, so let's continue. So I want you to see, for then, continuing in verse 17, for then had we plenty of vittles and were well and saw no evil. So when the devil is allowed to blind you by taking part of the truth or the truth part from your mind, which he's allowed to do, there's nothing new under the sun. It isn't like things change. It's right here, Matthew 13. Jesus is saying in verse 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and the law of God is the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Jeremiah came to Israel, to Judah, to Jerusalem, and he told them the truth, the words of the kingdom. And they didn't listen. And guess what? All of that, is gone from their mind because as it says there, the wicked one takes it from their mind. So, see, that's how the wicked Christians, the wicked followers of God, they forget why they're in the shape they're in. It's like you go to a church I'm going to a church right now. And the church's uh, pastor is was is having trouble. He was nobody was going to his church. It was a he's got a big building and a lot of people were going to it. Um but they stopped going to it. And um and then this other pastor who didn't have a church but had a group of people they're combining, you know, coming together. And the thing is this, that the first church, the first group, 
were um, people who came to church and they were modestly uh, dressed. And their music was, um, you know, as it should be. This second pastor comes in and instead of the first pastor going to God and saying, what's going on? I've talked to that pastor and I've sent that pastor messages. So the pastor had truth, didn't want to listen to the truth. Instead of, you know, going to God and seeing why he was losing people, he allowed this other pastor to come in who has very loud music and earplugs, you know, they have earplugs in the hallway. Take earplugs if you, you know, if the music's too loud for you. <laughs> and the women wear dresses up to their butts, okay, because these are all young people. This is a young pastor. He has a young group of people, and he has a lot of them. Okay, these are young people, and so they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And so that's what's happening in this church. God doesn't want you doing these things in church, playing your music so loud that it hurts your ears, or dressing inappropriately. But the first pastor is not... um, looking at the bad part that he's brought into the church, just so he'll have a church, you see. He's looking at that there's people there now. Same thing. So, for then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. But since we left off to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. So the part that they forget is that they stopped offering things because their city was under, <laughs> under siege from the king of Babylon because of what they were doing. <laughs> you know, it isn't that they stopped worshiping these gods, and then God had the king of Babylon um, come after them. Because you remember, remember back in Jeremiah, right? Um, God had said, if you, he's just asking them for, for a little bit, a test, just do this, and I'll take care of the king of Babylon. If you let your servants go, he's talking to the king and, you know, the rich people and stuff and those that had servants, obviously. If you let your servants go, because God's law says you keep a servant for six years, and then on the seventh year, you let them free, and they're free, okay? So, of course, they didn't do that. They kept their servants. So anyway, so God says, let your servants go, and I'll stop, you know, the Chaldeans. I'll stop the king of Babylon. Well, they let their servants go, for a day or so, or a little bit of time, and and um, and guess what happened? They couldn't continue. God was t- 
taking care of the Chaldeans for them. They couldn't continue without their servants. They needed their servants, you see. And so the servants were brought back. And and guess what? The Chaldeans took Jerusalem. So when these people were in Jerusalem, they couldn't uh, worship the gods because they were under siege and they didn't have anything and they had to get out of there and they were running away, which they shouldn't have been because God said, don't do that. And so that's why they're consumed with uh, the sword and the famine. Verse 19, And when we burned incense to the Queen of Heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her? See, Easter cakes, things that you make on Easter, the bread with the egg inside, it all has to do with the goddess Ishtar. And we pour out drink offerings unto her without our men? Then Jeremiah said, so they said, We're, we are going to do it. We want to offer these things. And the women are talking, by the way, in that verse. And these are the Egyptian women. And it says, we're not going to do it without our men. Our men are going to be there with us. You see, they were talking as a group. The men spoke and the women spoke. Okay? Then Jeremiah said unto all people, to the men and to the women, and to all people which had given him that answer, saying, okay, the incense that ye burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, ye and your fathers, your kings and your princes, and the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them and came it not into his mind? Don't you think God knew what you were doing? So that the Lord could no longer bear. See, he put up with it for a long time. That's the patience of God and the long-suffering of God. Because of the evil of your doings and because of the abominations which ye have committed. Therefore is your land a desolation and an astonishment and a curse without an inhabitant as at this day. So guess what? The reason why your land is the way it is and your nation is gone is because you were doing these offerings to other gods. And God's patience was over. He waited long enough. He has a limit. It is because you wouldn't stop that these things happen. Not because you, you stop doing it and then these things happen because you stop doing it. No. And so Jeremiah is um, explaining the reality of the situation. 23. Because ye have burned incense and because ye have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord nor walked in his law nor in his statutes, nor in his testimonies. Therefore, this evil has happened unto you as at this day. So it's because of what you've been doing. That's the reason why 
You don't have food. You don't have a country. Your country's destroyed. Your king's gone. You see? 24, moreover, Jeremiah said unto all the people and to all the women, hear the word of the Lord, all Judah, that are in the land of Egypt. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Full title again, saying, ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled with your hands, saying, we will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, ye will surely accomplish your vows and surely perform your vows. And so Jeremiah is saying, God knows that you're going to do it. You said you were and you are going to do it. So you're going to continue to worship other gods. Therefore, this is what Hear ye the word of the Lord, all Judah that dwell in the land of Egypt. So you understand, this is just Judah in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name. This is an oath. God is saying this will happen. Saith the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, the Lord God liveth. So, all right, you're going to have your worshiping of other gods. No one in Egypt is going to know who I am or want to know who I am. Behold, I will watch over them for evil. Adversity, you see. Badness and not for good. And all the men of Judah that are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine until there be an end of them. That's it. All the men of Judah. You see what it says? The men of Judah? Yes. It's coming. You're going to get the same thing that happened to Jerusalem and Judah, but in Egypt. Yet... A small number that escaped the sword shall return out of the land of Egypt into the land of Judah. And all the remnant of Judah that are gone into the land of Egypt to sojourn there shall know whose words shall stand mine or theirs. So, you see, God is saying that you're all going to die, except he's going to let a few out to go back to Judah. And those few that are going to be allowed to escape, to go back to Judah, Israel, they're going to know who, who, whose words, you know, happened. <laughs> Them, that they're going to be safe and have everything they want because they're going to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven, or God's words, that they're going to be destroyed in Egypt. And that's why some of them were allowed to escape, so that they would know. And this shall be a sign unto you, saith the Lord, that I will punish you in this place, that ye may know that my word shall surely stand against you for evil. That's right. You're going to be punished. You can't get away from it. You've turned your back on God. 
Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give Pharaoh Haparah, king of Egypt, into the hand of his enemies. So guess what? The nation that you went to, <laughs> they're in trouble too. And into the hand of them that seek his life. As I gave Zedekiah, king of Judah, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, his enemy, that and that sought his life. So guess what? Because you have done this, you're going to bring upon Egypt's trouble. The leader of Egypt is going to get into trouble, just like the leader of Judah did. And so the, the point is that Christians, if you're not doing what God wants you to do, then God brings judgment upon you. You better believe it. Don't think that the punishments you have, like, uh, you know, no job, no relationship, no car, no money, none of that's tough. You know, sickness, all of that stuff is a curse upon you from God because you're not doing what Jesus told you to do. And that completes the study. We'll pick it up next time in Jeremiah.